Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. Happy 2020. This is officially the first episode in 2020. I took the week off last week, as you noticed. Thank you so much. Haven't taken one off yet. Very proud of that. Um, But I was at home with my family and just really enjoying my time off. I feel like it's very hard to actually shut my mind off and stop working. So the fact that I did, I was actually like very proud of myself, um, but I'm so, so happy and excited to be back on the podcast game. Cannot wait for some of the guests and some of the topics that we have coming up on the show. So thank you so much for being here. Today, I have a really exciting interview with one of my very close friends and kind of colleagues, Shelby Church. You guys probably know her if you are familiar with the YouTube space at all. She's been on YouTube for almost 10 years now and has about 1.4 million subscribers. So she is like the OG goat of YouTube and she actually really taught me a lot that I know about YouTube and really helped me get into it um, however many years ago almost five years ago I think so we have a really fun interview Um, it's a little bit shorter but we definitely want to come back and talk more but we're really talking about her journey on YouTube and kind of the ups and downs and how to pivot content when you feel like you might be in a funk so some of these things will be applicable to you guys even if you're not content creators I think you'll get a lot out of this interview and I just loved sitting down and talking to her today so Without further ado, we are going to roll the interview. Stay tuned. My name is Adrienne Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life, business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. Welcome back. Thank you for being here. My voice is shot once again. I feel like you've probably heard a lot of episodes of me being like, I can't talk. And I don't know what it is. I think I just talk really loudly and yell a lot because my voice is like scratchy as heck. I'm sorry. It's also very dry here. It is super dry. (laughs) We are currently in Las Vegas, Nevada for the CES event. Trade show. Trade show. I think show. Mm -hmm. Show. It is, if you guys don't know, it's a giant tech kind of convention festival situation. It's one of the biggest in the world. Is it the biggest in the world? I think so. There's like 100,000 people here. That's actually insane. I know. I I can't even imagine it. So it's going to be crazy. Yeah. So Shelby and I are here. She hit me up and was like, yo, do you want to go to this thing? She makes a lot of tech related videos and I make some tech related videos, mostly about like phones and apps and productivity and certain other things. But it was just very fitting. We were like, let's check it out, film some stuff. So we're actually in our hotel room right now. We're on a bit of a time crunch, but we wanted to get an episode out because I've wanted Shelby on the podcast for a while to talk about kind of her YouTube journey. She was actually the first person who got me like completely into YouTube, which is actually insane. I think about that a lot. How Yeah, back in like 2016, Mm -hmm. we were like, you should do this. Yeah, because I had actually did so many people all say that too, and they don't do it. That's so true, actually. I feel like I really wanted to do YouTube, but I had just started thinking about it, so I had no idea what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And you guys came in and you were like, yeah, we're going to help you. And it was like the coolest thing ever. But I feel that too. I think people all the time are like, let me, like, help me start a channel. And I'm super into it. I'm like, let me help. And then no one sticks with it. Yeah. Which is sad. That's made me kind of like, I don't know what the word would be, like, I don't want to help people start a channel, and that sounds bad, but it's because like 95% of the time they don't ever do anything past that first video I know which is such a bummer too because you're like no you can really do this I can help you like come on yeah so we just felt like we would talk a little bit about Shelby's journey I know like she has I mean she's been on YouTube for almost what 10 years yeah which is crazy I was like 14 like 
Oh, yeah. yeah. That's insane. Those videos are not up anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, have you privated your <laughs> <Yes>. old videos? <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah. I feel like the furthest back you could go is probably when I'm, like, a senior in high school. Okay, wow. There's yeah. some embarrassing ones still, for I sure. I mean, but, but that's all part of the journey. Yeah. Yeah, so if you guys didn't know, Shelby has like 1.4 a little over 1.4 million subscribers on her main youtube channel she's done so many other things as well but um we're i would love to just hear a little bit about kind of your youtube journey start to keep finish going, and, keep hyping yeah okay wait shelby rock she's like such an <laughs> entrepreneurial boss badass <laughs> no but really i mean truly i think like something that stands out about her and your sister monica is like you your guys's quality your production skills your filmmaking abilities your storytelling abilities have always been so incredible so through all Thank the you. like changing youtube trends and everything i feel like what's remained the same is like you guys make bomb videos period Thanks. and it is crazy to see how youtube has evolved so much in the last million yeah. years so yeah take For us sure. through your journey okay so i started making videos originally when i was 14 because i was just bored like back then people didn't really make money from youtube i knew that you could make money from it like it was at that point where people were making a little bit of money from it but i was like oh this would be maybe like 30 dollars yeah. a month like not anything but when I was 14, I was like, that'd be pretty sweet. But basically, that wasn't really like a driving factor, like $30 a month. Yeah. It's not. It was really just for fun. So I remember saving up like all the money I had from doing chores and stuff to buy a camera because oh, wow. I always just liked making mm -hmm. videos. Like when I did gymnastics, I would make the end of the year banquet oh, video yeah. and edit it. Like I just always really liked doing that. And just like making videos with friends too that we never posted to YouTube even. Mm -hmm. So it was sort of just made sense. Yeah. But the videos that I was making were just like completely random stuff. And then Monica, my sister, made a video that was back to school related, like back to school hairstyles. Mm -hmm. And we were shocked like in a few months, like kind of forgot about it even. And it had like 100,000 views or something like wow. that. Like we're like, You're like, wait, what? what? <laughs> and so... We both found the kind of beauty community that was on YouTube and we're like, oh, this looks really fun. Like it was just people making videos about their favorite products mm -hmm. or like how they do their makeup every day. And they were just fun, easy videos to make. And back then it was so easy to start YouTube because no one's production quality right. was that good. Yeah. Although no one had the knowledge of how to really make it better. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's easy to figure out how to right. make really good That's videos. That's so true. It's, it's easier to hard. teach yourself or like there's so many resources now to learn yeah. how to make a video. But still, I mean, yeah. It's still hard. You there's guys, still more money yeah. involved. Yeah. That's true. The what's the, it called? Like the barrier, the entry, the cost barrier of entry. Barrier to entry. Yeah, it's like yeah, higher. it is definitely higher yeah. now. So did you guys start? You started right away on separate channels. Yeah, okay. we never had the same channel. Yeah, which I think is good. Like I wouldn't recommend making a channel with another person, mm -hmm. mostly because it just is really hard to make that work yeah and you ever. never know what's gonna happen if both people are gonna be committed and there can be yeah I feel yeah because like, like we even have friends who have done that mm -hmm. and like it's way yeah. harder. It's a cool idea, but. It's like always have your own channel and then maybe do another side project where you have another yeah. channel kind of thing. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah, I just made those videos all throughout high school and then always wanted to do something in video production. Like I thought, oh, I want to go to film school mm -hmm. or something. But I had done this dual enrollment program, so I needed a few more credits for it to transfer as a junior. So mm -hmm. I just went to Orange Coast College, which is a community college in Orange County. And I was supposed to take like one math class and whatever and I ended up only taking the film classes <laughs> I mean yeah. I would do that too probably because I was kind of like okay I'm already 
at the point where I was a senior in high school, at that point, I had been doing YouTube for like four years. Mm-hmm. And I had a manager then. I probably had like 150, 200,000 subscribers. And that was when I had like the first brand deal I've ever done. And I was like, whoa, I guess you can make some real money doing this. Yeah. Even though it wasn't like a very big brand deal, it was probably like a thousand dollars. But I was being 18, I was like, whoa. Yeah, and you, know? you probably could see that that could grow into more and more and more yeah, as your channel's growing. Definitely. And I could see how the whole landscape of it was growing. Yeah. Like now there were people making a living off of it. Right. So I, once I moved to Orange County, I was just like supporting myself and paying for everything myself. And I would, when I would really look at the price of college because I was going to pay for myself, I was like, this just isn't worth it. That's such a good point. I feel like like college is so expensive. And I feel like in your mindset right then and there, you're like, wait, like I could pay for my life to like live here or I could shell out all of this money for this school. I I totally understand. That's tough. College is so expensive. I know. And it looks really fun. Like I think it would have been fun, but I'm kind of glad I didn't go because the colleges I wanted to go to were like $50,000 yeah. a year like hi welcome to okay. my student debt yeah. life that I'm still in yeah yeah I so feel that it's crazy and I think it's because it wasn't a hypothetical thing to me like I think when you're in high school you're like oh I'll figure it out later but yeah. I was like I'm already paying for my own stuff like I already know like I feel like I know how much things cost and mm-hmm. how this is kind of crazy yeah so and there are other resources now too for learning. Like you can do online courses for like that even the entrepreneur seller, like there's other ways to gain like the skills and all. I mean, and I don't, you know, I'm not specifically advocating for or against going to school. Like I went to a school, but yeah. I loved it. But I, I just, yeah, for people who can't or don't want to, there are more resources now, which I think is awesome. Yeah, I guess that's a bit of a tangent, but it's yeah. a part <laughs> of like the journey of it because I think if I had gone to a college full-time I wouldn't have taken YouTube as seriously mm-hmm, and I wouldn't I, I wouldn't have had time to yeah so when I was going to Orange Coast College I feel like I was getting better at making videos mm-hmm. and just working on that so much like it really became a time where I was like okay this is like a serious thing that I could make into a career yeah so i worked really hard on that and at that time I was still making those lifestyle videos mm-hmm. like beauty videos life hacks it was the era of everyone making really saturated yep. videos. DIY. I, I remember even, when I first met you, it was like DIY. You did a lot of like, if you were ha- making a Valentine's Day party, like here's your decor and your snacks and your, like I remember that was like the yeah, era that I met you guys in. Totally. And that was so popular and it was almost like a formula at that time. You could do those videos and they just would do well. Yeah. Like anyone could start a channel and as long as they followed this kind of formula, like it would work. Yeah. And it's not like that anymore. And which is a good thing because it was kind of like I think the YouTube algorithm was rewarding people for just not being creative at all. Yeah, it really was. I remember well even when I started you guys told me like you have to do these kind of videos at first so that your channel will get seen cuz it'll fall in the same category as everyone else. And that made mm-hmm. sense. And I remember like explaining that to my parents cuz my mom's like you're not being creative and I was yeah. like, yeah, but I'm telling you this is like how it works. You have to kind of do what everyone else is doing at first and then you can like and that's how it was before. Yeah. And I think at first the I still had fun with those videos because it was a new topic a little bit. Like, life hacks were different. Mm -hmm. And with each video, I would find ways to just edit them differently in a fun way. Mm -hmm. But over time, I was like, there's only so many morning routines you can do. And, like, this just isn't really something I'm proud of. Like, if someone asked what my channel was, I'd be like, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Yeah. (laughs) So I knew, like, that needed to change. But I think I was always just kind of like, 
nervous too because I was like, are people going to watch my videos if mm-hmm. I'm not making this these cookie cutter videos yeah. still? And I was I kind of hit a point where I was like, I just can't make these videos anymore. Yeah. And I think YouTube just stopped rewarding that style of video anyway. So probably yeah. like 2017, the summer of 2017 is when I started to really be burned out by mm-hmm. it and like wanting to quit kind of. I started taking classes at a community college again. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to like transfer to UCLA and like finish school, but didn't end up doing that. But I don't know. That's what I thought about because I wasn't really sure if it was going to work to do different videos. Yeah. And it's scary because like you really don't know. Yeah. You never really know. Yeah. But now I feel a lot better about it. So, um, I forget where. Okay. Yeah. So, what did you start when you kind of started to shift? Oh, well, so first you were like kind of scared to shift. Then what happened? What, what made you like, did you then shift into something else or what started happening? Yeah. So I started to do more photography videos because I was like, what do I know a lot about that isn't this lifestyle mm-hmm. stuff, but I am interested in and I think could like, I don't know, help people and be like a topic a lot of people like. Mm-hmm. And I noticed a lot of people were interested in photography or just creating their own channel. So I made videos about photography and they would be very hit or miss if they would get a lot of views or yeah. not, but it still worked. I, I could still like make a living off of mm-hmm. YouTube doing that. But even then, after one year of doing that, I got kind of bored of that too. Mm-hmm. But I, I liked it a lot better than the lifestyle stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought I was more like, okay, if I meet someone, I'm not like embarrassed to tell them. Yeah, what these you are do. My videos. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's like every YouTuber yeah. situation. Like, oh, how do I tell someone what videos I make without sounding? I know. Sounding? I think especially if you're starting out too, because when you're first starting out, chances are your videos aren't really that good. Yeah. And so it takes a while to like hone that skill. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, what happened after so. photography? Because I remember, like, all these phases vividly. I remember when you were doing all the photography yeah. videos. And I feel like I felt very similarly to you in that phase where I feel like the past couple of years it's been, like, like I'll find a little groove, but then it'll be very hit or miss. I feel like mm-hmm. I have not, besides the summer of 2017 when I was doing only, like, iPhone app-related videos for, like, one second, all of those would do well. But then I, like, immediately stopped doing that because I'm yeah. an idiot. But, like... I feel like it's tough when it's kind of hit or miss, like, to stay motivated to keep doing that kind of content. Mm-hmm. So, like, then what What did you start doing? Okay, then I started kind of doing... I remember another YouTuber, Sarah Dietschy, who's mm-hmm. at this convention. We'll oh, yeah, see her, in like, see her in, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. I remember her saying... I don't know where I heard it, but she said that what she does is kind of, like, one for you, one for them. Mm-hmm. Like, one video that you just want to make and then one that you think is going to do well that you think people want to see yeah and before I was like really only doing what I thought people wanted to see so I started just throwing in videos that I just wanted to make Mm -hmm. so I started doing that last December so it's been like a year now basically of really just doing that and so I wanted to make a video just a random video about like my fitness journey I didn't really think it was going to do that well but I was like just made a video about it and I thought it was cool editing and people really liked it they're like this was actually a good video and I felt like okay the style of it was cool that video didn't end up doing that well or anything but I was like I feel like I have a style now that I like more and it was just I don't know more documentary style Mm -hmm. I guess so I started to do that and just run with any random idea I just gave myself permission to do it that's why on my channel this year there's videos about moving to LA 
real estate, yeah, <laughs> um, founders of companies, things that I was afraid to make a video about before because I was like, I don't think it's going to do that well. Right. And then I realized it really doesn't matter if one video flops. Like next week you have a shot to make a new video and it's good to experiment, I think, yeah. and see what's going to work because people don't want to watch the same thing every week. Right. And, and also, did you find that when you were doing just the videos for uh, what you thought would do well, some of them still don't do well anyway. So then at that point, True. it's kind of like, so then why not? Because that's kind of the battle yeah. I have too, is, is I'm like, even when I try to predict what will do well, sometimes it doesn't do well. So then I'm like, well, why did I, why didn't I just do something I wanted then? Yeah, exactly. Like you're really frustrated. You're yeah. just not fulfilled at all. Yeah, literally. I'm like, <laughs> this didn't do well and I thought it would and I didn't yep. even love doing it. But at least yeah. if it's a video you want to make, you feel like creatively fulfilled. Yes, absolutely. Afterwards, even if it flops, I'm like, I made something that I'm proud of and I mm-hmm. like the quality of this and the people who did watch it are like super happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the really cool thing with that is then you're setting yourself up to find videos that do well because chances are some of those videos that you love making are yeah. going to do well. Right. So you're going to find videos that you love making that other people want to see too. Yeah. So for me, that was the videos about founders of companies. Mm-hmm. Like I love making those videos. Mm-hmm. I think they're so just interesting. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing when I'm making them, right. you know, like editing yeah. them or like interviewing those no, people. No, you're definitely a natural at that the documentary style like you know what to do for those i also think it's you've always liked being behind the camera too like Mm -hmm. being a director or producing yeah and that's your chance to kind of like do that totally even though i like being in them too like i like doing the interview but then i also like getting the b-roll yeah yeah and like the voiceovers yeah i'm still in it but then i I like doing the edit myself too Mm -hmm. it's like too much sometimes because then one video takes like a week to make maybe but whatever (laughs) what was like the moment that you felt like okay, wow, I'm, like, really hitting a stride with this. Like, I feel like I'm in my groove. Like, was there a certain moment that that happened? Let me look at my channel. Yeah. Because I feel like there was. Because um, I know we all, we were talking about this earlier, we all go through kind of these funks with content where it's like, what am I doing? Is this, like, what I even want? Yeah. Is it doing well? Is it not? Okay, the point where I feel like I hit a stride was probably after I got, it was when I started doing the tech videos, like, testing tech videos for a week yeah and I had the videos about LA real estate versus other places I feel like I had a solid like four different topics mm-hmm. that I liked making videos about and they were different enough that it always felt like there's something new to talk about mm-hmm. I felt like I hit a stride where almost every video I upload now still does pretty well yeah even if it doesn't do like amazing it's still mm-hmm. probably gonna get to a hundred thousand views and I'm like okay I feel like my style my editing style or something something is working it's consistent yeah, yeah something people like and I like and I was getting comments of people being like I haven't watched your channel in years because I hated the DIYs yeah. or whatever. but like now I found it again and I really like it and I'm like I hated my channel that yeah channel. yeah no but- that's awesome I mean I love this example too because I think a lot of times especially with the way that the youtube algorithm changes people like feel like they really have to pigeonhole themselves into one style and one like kind Mm -hmm. of content and i know i've even thought that too like oh is it like do you have to now only do one thing but your channel is a perfect hello a perfect (laughs) example of not having to do just one thing but still being you still have a tone and a style and a consistency Mm -hmm. that works
And a lot of people will like force that. They'll be like, it's not on brand for me. And like my right. brand, this and that. And like, I don't know. This whole brand thing like can limit you. Right. It can be good, I think, to have a brand as long as you can be flexible with it. Yeah. Like, your brand can be your color that you like or like your font style. Right. It doesn't necessarily need to be like, I only make cooking videos right. or whatever. Because right. I think that's what a lot of people do. And then they're afraid to do to something else. Out. Yeah. but it And can it's be- harder too at that time, I think, for them to branch out mm-hmm. because then they've already kind of put themselves. Yeah. What's your advice for someone like if if you feel like you're in a hole or if like if you think you only do one type of content and you want to pivot, like you kind of pivoted a yeah. little bit. Like what was also your mindset during that? Like, were you scared to start doing that? Or what, once Sarah kind of told you, like, oh, I do one for me, one for them. Yeah. What, I think were you I just, like, just okay. saw it in a video that she said. That. Oh, yeah. I don't okay. even remember. Um, I'm trying to look back on my videos just to, like, remember. Yeah. Okay, so now that I'm looking back, these videos really weren't doing well anyway. Like, these photography videos, five ways to instantly, whatever. Right. I hired a photographer. They were getting, like, 20,000 views. Mm-hmm. Like, they just weren't doing that well anyway. So I think that's why I wasn't really scared to do something right. different. Right, you were just like, I was might like, as well. Yeah, nothing to lose. Yeah. Like, it'll probably do better than this anyway. Right. So, like, this video I made, stop procrastinating right now with this one easy trick. Such a random video. But I just learned this trick that really worked for me. And I was like, I want to make a video yeah. about it. Like, why not? I love that. Um, And I always figure, like, if it's a video with, like, good editing and, like, a style that I like, like, if I can watch it back later, like, the whole thing through and still be entertained, like, it's Okay, good. that is such a good piece of advice, actually, because there are so many times when mm-hmm. I'm editing my own videos where I'm like, I cannot watch this one more time. Mm-hmm. But usually it's, like, when it's more informational and not as, like, creative with editing and yeah. stuff. Because then I'm... And that's... Yeah, that's a whole other weird thing. Uh-huh. But... I've learned there's even ways to make it in- informational and still interesting. Like, the video yeah. that was about, like, how much my channel earns. Mm-hmm. I still tried to make it entertaining by just simple things. Changing the location. Of just where making, you're sitting. Just like, yeah. the visual. Yeah. Like, talking to other YouTubers about their experience with it. Just... I don't know. Providing some insight. And then when you are providing the insight, like, hyping it up, like okay, this really shocked me. Yeah. And then you say it, like, little things like that, it just makes it more, like, more anticipation. That is so true. Like, I love when people yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, honestly, you know what that all shows, too, is just, like, what I notice about creators like you and people who remain, like, very successful on YouTube, it's just really putting that, like, one minute of extra, like, thought into that, it. Like, oh, my God, yes. Just not being lazy for one second about, like, oh, I could do... Because I think something you can get away with doing, like, the bare mm-hmm. minimum and still making a video that's okay. Or you can literally spend just the tiniest bit longer like thinking... 10% more. Yes, just, like, more creative, more thought going into the shots. Yeah. That's something, like, I think that I... That's so important, and it's really easy to lose sight of that, I think, especially yeah. when, when content is just being pumped out over and over and over, and it, you can get burnt out on it, though. You have to make it fun for yourself. Totally. Yeah. Like, I would say, when like, last year before I switched my style, I wasn't putting that extra 10%. Like, you want it to be, like, right. 110% effort. Right. And then I started doing that. Like, let's say I was out shooting a video. I'd be like, okay, I'm already here. To, it takes five minutes yeah, you're to get, like, literally. some some more cool establishing shots that will make the video that much better. Yeah. And it's so worth doing. Yeah. Or to add a voiceover or, like, just some visual stuff. Like, mm-hmm. now it's a standard for me where I'm, like, I never upload a video without those things. Mm-hmm. And it starts with just being, like, okay, like, what can I spend 20 minutes doing to make this video better before right. I actually export it? Right. Because it'll make it just, like, 
so much. No, I, like I love that. Yeah. And, and you probably, what's your routine in terms of like your production schedule? Do you feel like you have your videos done with enough time in advance where you can put that thought in and like really think about yeah. the thumbnail? <clears throat> like what's your schedule like for that? Usually I do. Like right now for this month, I have my next four videos planned out. I don't have my video done for this week. <clears throat> oh, one sec. Oh, Temporary gosh. pause. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have my video done for this week only because it was the holidays, so I pre-filmed, yeah. so I didn't have to do anything. Ah, uh, yep. But normally, I have, like, kind of a backup video, or at least a backup video. I actually do have a backup video film that I could just edit together if I needed to. Mm-hmm. And I do that in case there's a brand deal where, like, they push off the right, thing, because right. I want to be able to upload every every week. Yeah. I think that's kind of best for, like, the YouTube algorithm. Yeah. But it's I also okay if you miss a week. Like, yeah. I don't think your channel's going to die. Um... But usually I'll start a video, it's weird, I'll film like two or three videos at a time in a week, and I'll be working at two or three at a time. Like if you're doing like a sit down part, you'll film like all the sit down parts or what? Not even really, but like I'll uh, I'll start a video and I won't finish it because I'll need to schedule out, gosh, oh yeah, no, I'm good. I'll need to schedule out an interview with someone else and they're only available like next week. So I'm like, okay, that video I've started and like maybe even started editing it. Right. But it's not going to be done for like two or three weeks. Got it, got it. So I'll start another video. So then this CES video, right? Like, um, this is kind of different because we filmed a little bit yesterday, but Mm -hmm. it's mostly going to be today and then probably mostly edit tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll probably throw everything together in a timeline and see like, okay, how is this what can I do here to make this interesting? Like, right. I have a general idea of the video. It's going to be, like, top 10 products of 2020. Like, most, like, yeah. I don't know, innovative and, like, that I think are the most interesting. But, <clears throat> okay. Shelby's <clears throat> dying over here. <clears throat> yeah. We're, both our voices are just, bye, we're in Vegas, we can't speak. <laughs> yeah. Not even for the reasons you think. Not for the fun reasons. <laughs> yeah. We didn't go out clubbing, in case uh, you Yeah, thought. I know. We're like... <laughs> We literally, we literally learned a TikTok dance. We did. We stayed up and learned a TikTok <laughs> dance. We were, like, sweating also. And by yeah. the way, those things are not easy, let me just say. It's weird because it's, like, kind of unnatural movement. And so it was, like, really hard for me to learn it. Anyway. We're still working on it. Hopefully by the end of today we'll yeah. nail that. Um, so for this video, I already know, like, what I learn about the products is going to influence how I edit the video. Right. So I feel like this is just me flow. guessing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I feel like I'll learn about a product that could... I don't know. Okay. <laughs> this is so annoying. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'll learn about a product that'll have something like so interesting where I'll want to talk to like the founder of one of the companies yeah. and just go off on a tangent on that. Yeah. Or I just know there's going to be something that requires more B-roll and voiceover to make it like mm-hmm. cool and different mm-hmm. and not just like, this is 10, number right. 10, number nine, number eight. It'll be like, this is how this could change the world or whatever. Totally. I love that. Okay. Since we have to go soon, this is a shorter episode. I'm going to have to definitely bring Shelby back because we have so many things I think we could talk about that would be really helpful and awesome. But I want to ask you, like, throughout all this time that you've been doing YouTube, have there been moments, especially more recently, have there been moments where, like, some weeks you're just not feeling that motivated to, like, make something? Or is it pretty consistent? I feel like there are times you're not motivated because that's just how being creative is. Like, it's ebbs and flows in everything. And, like, how your channel is doing it, it's kind of normal that my channel was not doing that well right for a year or two like look at any channel that's been around for 10 years usually unless they're like really killing it usually There's like there is a point where it's like oh they were doing well and then what happened yeah. and then maybe they came back like it's actually kind of normal yeah. same with uh, if you look at 
someone who's like a director mm-hmm. or whatever like that's a creative thing or maybe an artist of some kind like a music artist mm-hmm. sometimes they kind of like fall off for a while but then they can come back yeah so I what feel like, like what drove you like when you're in that phase what ha- what keeps you just like doing it anyway okay I make timers for myself so I feel like I'm I'm like all in on YouTube, right? Yeah. I can't just take a day and do nothing. Like I never really do that unless it's a weekend. Yeah. Um, or unless I'm just really behind and need to like revamp my space or whatever. And like yeah. in a way that's still helping videos. Like right. this last Sunday I just like redid my office room basically. Mm-hmm. So it's like it needs to look different. <laughs> it needs to look different. Yeah. I feel that. But I'll set timers to just start and all I don't know, something about setting timers just really works for me. Mm-hmm. Like there's some kind of psychology too i heard about when you set a timer you're really motivated to do something so if i haven't started a video at all i'll just set like i usually do the i think it's called the pomodoro oh yeah yeah so it's like 25 minutes of like focus and then Mm -hmm. five minutes five minute break yeah yeah so i think we were talking about that new year's thing where you can like hack your mind into mm -hmm. wanting to do things yeah it's sort of like that because that five minute break you feel so rewarded because you did something 25 minutes is a small enough gap that you can get you can get so much done actually yeah. but it doesn't feel overwhelming doesn't feel like a lot yeah, yeah. that's so true i so need I, to try that yeah like i think a lot of times if i'm not feeling creative it's because i'm kind of overwhelmed like how am i gonna like make this a good video yeah. so i'm like okay just 20 minutes of planning it or maybe 20 minutes of getting b-roll for it 20 minutes of making the intro mm-hmm. 20 minutes of editing i love that and then a short break and then once you've started something it's so much easier to just continue like once you just you just have to get a little momentum yeah and then you're good i feel that i feel that okay final question before we leave what's your piece of advice for anyone listening who obviously not everyone listening is like a youtube content creator Mm -hmm. or any you know maybe not even in a creative field but i always like to say that i think god i've said this probably a thousand times on the podcast that the laws of success are universal i feel like a lot of people can feel in similar types of boats where they're either not motivated to be consistent with something or they want to pivot what they're doing what's your advice for someone that wants to like take that leap or pivot what they're doing or you know try something new but they're like scared to do that i would say it's hard like because i'm not really the type of person in general that's gonna dive in head first with things Mm -hmm. i like to test things out first Mm -hmm. a little bit But that can be that's good advice yeah like i think that's okay i see different strategies for people and it's just kind of up to you if you're the kind of person where it feels right to just like dive in and go for it then do that but if it doesn't then just experiment in small ways so let's say you're a youtuber make one video about a different topic and you'll find it's really not a big deal if it doesn't do well yeah i feel that or That's anything that you can like change up like just start in a small way to do that mm-hmm. so one video each month that's only what you want to make or it. let's say you're like a painter or something like mm-hmm. that like one painting that only you want to make yeah. it's not for anyone else oh i love that yeah that's good advice like that i think really helps yeah well guys unfortunately we got to take off we got to head to ces But I'm going to leave all of Shelby's links down below. Obviously, check her out. You can check out the video that she made from this thing that we're at right now. And I will, I'll definitely bring her back. I'll see you guys next time in the next podcast episode. I'm back full force. And you guys, if I'm going to actually start doing a thing where I want to bring you guys as listeners on to the podcast um, as my interviewees. So if you guys are interested in being on the Self Made CEO podcast, go ahead and email selfmadeceopodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what your deal is, who you are, 
and hopefully we can get an interview set up so thank you guys for listening subscribe and rate and do all the things and review and i'll see you guys or talk to you in the next episode Bye. bye